usually the words oh shit aren't followed by anything good. No, they are today. My ears are warm. Heavy breathing. You've been a man on the mood. Oh, very much so. On the mood. Man on the mood. I'm trying to say move, but I failed. If you believe. We put a man on the mood. Um, I was waiting for you to sing the next part, and I was going to harmonize with it. <laughs> All right. You ready? Uh, well, yeah, I suppose. No, I'm not. I'm freaking jacked. You are jacked. I am. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best. But have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I'm doing okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. Way to bring the unenergy. <laughs> Is that really? Do you think that's what that you're like, was? You're like, I'm okay. I was trying. No, no. I was, I'm. Tra- I was trying to give us kind of a little bit of a Zen feeling before we go into this because I am. Maybe there. Maybe it sounded unenergy, but I'm not, man. I'm jacked. I'm so excited about today's episode. I want to announce that we are down four spots in Russia for, me, for music commentary as far as podcast goes, Damn. falling to number 250. Man. I want to I want to make it a point to uh, remember to talk about our uh, our placement in uh, in the different countries and music commentary. Our world ranking, so to speak. Yeah. For yeah, all of exactly. you out there in uh, Russia, Dasvidanya for giving us the spots that we had before. Now, we will say on Christmas Day, 1225, I received an email saying that we were up to number 33 in music commentary. But somewhere between now and, and now, then and now, we've fallen from number 33 to number 180. Specifically in Russia. I guess so. Wow. Okay. Because yeah. at one point we were like, we cracked the top 200 in Nigeria. It's crazy. I was proud I don't of know that. what I don't know what causes it. But, I put a uh, bumper sticker on my truck that had to do with that. You were running around today doing uh, some hard work, trimming some trees. I was. How about you? Um, no, I've been taking it easy today. Mm. I had a crazy work week. Uh, I mean, as crazy as office work gets. But I did take a half day on Friday uh, to get my oil changed mm. and um, to, uh, you know, relax a little bit. And it was nice. I played a show last night. That went very well. Um, and then today I slept in a little bit and I... Uh, I ran out to go see uh, Anatomy of a Fall and a French motion picture. It was fucking great. Really? Yeah. Okay, I want to see it now. It was really, really good. And AMC uh, over by you, yeah, I saw right, for five dollars. What? And I mean, this was a Palme d'Or, I think, winner or nominee, and was up for best picture and up for best foreign film. Hmm. Uh, and it was very, 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 very good. Maybe I'll go see it tomorrow before. The best day of football of the year, in my opinion, oh, conference championship weekend. Who is, are you going for? I got give me your picks. Give it to well, my picks. Well, no. Who are you rooting for? First of all, Lions. Are you going? So, are you going Lion, to Lions? And what about the other game? Lions all the way. I want the Lions to win everything, just because of their situation, who they are, and Dan Campbell, PC principal. Right, right. But I also want uh, in, in the AFC. I would, I would say. Uh, 
not as much invested Baltimore, I suppose. I like Baltimore. So I'd like to see Baltimore win, and I would like to see Detroit win, though I wouldn't have as much of a problem with San Francisco winning. No. Because I like uh, Christian McCaffrey, and I like I like the Brock Purdy He's great. Cinderella story. Just hate San Francisco. Um, however, if, if I know the Lions are going to win it all, then I want Kansas City to win so I can see... Them, I can see the Lions beat Kansas City in the Super Bowl. That would be that would be unreal. like my that would be like my best case scenario. Yeah. Though I don't want Kansas City to win tomorrow. If I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt, I, and I mean, don't get me wrong, please. If you're a Kansas City fan, I don't really hate Patrick Mahomes at all. I don't really hate Kansas City at all. I don't hate Travis Kelsey. I think they're a fine organization. I actually like Andy Reid a lot. Yep. Even though I hate the Eagles. Um, but it would just be so nice to see not just the Lions win, but to see the Lions beat a two-time, a two-time Super Bowl, Super Bowl winner. winning team. I mean, re- of recent I, time. I don't know if the Chiefs will have won it before. Yes, they did. They like, won they one back have, in the yeah, 60s, yeah. yeah. Um, but, man, it would just be such a great story. It's they're, they're, it, it, the, the Lions are the story of the year, in my opinion. Mm. I just happen to think... I, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll go so far as to say they're the story of the last, like, Three or four years. You think so? Well, I mean... Dude, so that AFC Championship game last year was unreal. For people who don't know the story of the Lions, I mean, it was within the last five or ten years that they barely won a game. Oh, they had an 0-16 season they did in not 2008. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it was in, in relatively recent history that they went and did not win a game. Haven't won. They stunk to high hell. A playoff game in in thirty years. Yeah, yeah. And so to and then they did um, a show that I think we've talked about before, Hard Knocks, where they kind of like go deep into, you know, what the team is like while they're practicing and all that stuff. And Dan Campbell is just, you know, the 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 term that's used a lot as a players' coach. He, you know, you have some people who side on behalf of the you know the top brass, et cetera, et cetera, and you have some people that that fight for their players. And Dan Campbell is the kind of guy that goes. We're all going to do push-ups and then throws his hat down and does the push-ups with the team. And that is very much the kind of guy he is. And then there's a coach that you don't know what he's thinking, but he wins all the time like fucking Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I wouldn't necessarily call him a player's coach, man. That guy was just strange. Mm-hmm. But the the Lions, I think you, you make a good point in the story for the last couple of years. Um, they've they've just been uh, – they they – they set the standard for the bag on the head of the fans in the stadium year after year. They were the ones that did that. And now they've just looked nothing but fluid and awesome and strong. And uh, and they're, they're in the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. That says something, man. And, dude, I just – Aiden Hutchinson, oh. watching him just stand there and, like, look around. Wario. And and for people who don't know, Hayden uh, Aiden Hutchinson is a defensive player from uh, from Michigan. Michigan. He grew up a Lions fan. He's from that area. Played for Michigan. Played for Michigan. I mean, he's just a Michigan guy. And as mentioned, they have just been a dog shit team, and they've gone from shit to Shinola within a couple of years. Mm. And just to see him sitting there. Just looking up at all the fans, just like amazed, and he's you know he's a big part of that. He's he's one of the best defensive players he's in the NFL. He's incredible, and so just to see it, it it choked me up a bit just to see him like take it in because you can tell it just if you don't like sports, it's fine, but when you love sports and it means a lot to you, even if you're not rooting for the team, 
you can't help but watch it and just be like, God, this, what a great fucking story. We're sports fans. It's awesome. Yeah. I, and, and this is, like I said, the best weekend of football. Traditionally in the old days, ever since around 2004 or five, we started having good, actually, I take that back, around 2000 with the uh, greatest show on turf, we started having decent Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But for many, many years before that, they were seen as lame duck games. But always conference championship weekend gives you the best games. That's something that's yeah. never failed. And it is always my my favorite weekend of football other than opening day for the Dolphins myself uh, of the year. I think it's fantastic, and, it, and I'm going to be prepared for it. I got uh, dinner uh, is going to be in the crock pot, and I'm going to be sitting down closely glued to both games. I'm pretty sure you'll probably be too. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely be. I will definitely be watching. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the Lions. It's fun. We're not here to talk about the Ravens. We did. We're not here to talk about the Chiefs. Well, we can move on past that. And we're not here to talk about the 49ers. We are here to talk about Asia's hit song, Heat of the Moment, and... You came in sporting a half chub thinking about this fucking song. You love this piece of shit. I just, I'm I'm really excited for myriad reasons today, Mark. Because last week when we talked about it, I said, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome because I love this song. We talked about guilty pleasures. Mm. And this is, and how we're both, we've made a, a resolution to eliminate them. They're not, they're just things you like. 20 years ago, I would have called this a guilty pleasure. Today, it's a song that I like. You would and have called it a guilty pleasure once upon a time. I would have. Yeah. And you expressed that you do not feel the same way about the song. I hate the song. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of stunned by that. Are you? I am a little bit. There are certain songs from my past. Uh, as I was a kid, uh, we were talking about a friend of ours earlier on, uh, a guy that I grew up with, uh, Brett, a uh, drummer in a band that I was in for a long time and I grew up with him and he used to say that hearing Christopher Cross's sailing used to remind him of being a little kid and I completely feel the same way and this song kind of does too mm-hmm. reminds me of being because I remember hearing it when it first came out maybe that's part of the uh, connection yeah but yeah. but even reviewing how I feel about it and and going over it and uh, stripping it apart you know in preparation of coming here I still like the song. Yeah, I, I still mean, think it's good. You know, yeah, there are worse things in the world. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it sound like uh, a worse song has never been written or performed. Um, there's definitely songs I I dislike more than this. Right. Um, and you know, the real fuck of it is that <laughs> with the band members being from the bands they were in, uh, and it. maybe this is one of my biggest issues here. You know. For for the uninitiated, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about it. Asia is a supergroup. I mean, and they were formed in 1981. And there have been supergroups beforehand, like Blind Faith and, you know, uh, the Dirty Mac, even though they only played two or three songs, mm. um, which is, in my opinion, still maybe one of the biggest the best groupings of musicians. I think when people talk about supergroup, the first thing that jumps to mind of people like myself is Cream. Yeah, you know that's the, that's the first one I think. Yeah, and I mean again to to people that don't know much about music, I don't know that you know I don't know that even like musicians who have been around for a little bit know um, they probably know Ginger Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they more than likely know Ginger Baker, though they probably don't know much that Ginger Baker did beforehand. Right. 
um, you know, Eric Clapton is a big no brainer. But um, uh, probably really know the least about Jack Bruce. Jack Bruce is probably the best part of Creed. He's great. Yeah. But I think it's so. I mean, it's kind of tricky when you name the bands that these people were in. So you've got John Wetton from King Crimson. So this is where I, I'm shocked that when when we do know all this stuff that you that I think based on what they did before is enough for you to like it. I know that we go over the song Seth, individually. What is this bullshit? I, I knew you were going to say that. What I knew is this you were bullshit? Say that, but man, when I see... Go ahead, Mark. John Wetton from King Crimson. Steve Howe from Yes. It's the guitarist awesome. for fucking Yes. It's fucking great. Carl Palmer from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And Jeff Downs from The Buggles and from Yes. Uh, we've talked about him a little bit before, I believe, when we were talking about... Um, Trevor Horn, whenever he Trevor pops Horn, up. Trevor Horn, whenever he pops up. Yeah. Um, you know, this is just unfortunately, you're going to expect a lot from this group of musicians. And this song ain't it. And we um, got it. We got it. We didn't. Yes, we did. This is going to be so much fun today, Mark. Just do not like this song. It is. Uh, it's going to be great. But uh, so, you know, these people get together and release an album. This song, uh, as I mentioned, the album uh, was released. The eponymous album was released in 1982. Um, oh yeah, 82. Uh, top album in the U.S. in 1982. Damn right. Heat of the Moment retains, re- remains their top charting and best known song, reaching the top 40 in over a dozen markets. Peaked at number four, so it couldn't even hit number one. Shows I will you how great ad- it is. I will admit that um, that it Real it's really song. only got two songs on number it that four. are that are. It's really only got two songs on it that are radio worthy, in my opinion. And I I I, I love one, Mark. I in in my opinion, I think that it probably would have been a better idea for us to cover the other song that made it to the radio on this uh, album. Only time will tell. Uh, that's some, some real schlock in my opinion, even though I don't particularly hate it. I just don't think it's a very good song and the lyrics to it are just absolutely ridiculous. I find wonderful things uh, all throughout this song to enjoy. And, uh, and, and, and man, when I'm kind of a sucker, when you throw Steve Howe into anything, I just think he's incredible from the opening moments of uh, and you and I on Closer to the Edge when he does that chugging guitar through it. I think it's one of the most awesome, fantastic things. Everything he does on Closer, everything he does with Yes, except for one album, um, is just is incredible. I, I love him. I think he's great. And I, and I love what he does. And we're going to talk about a really strange thing at the end of this song, a- a.k.a. the solo it's very, very strange and odd, and I can understand why people don't like it. But there's things about it that I do. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by most of these people, and I know, I know that Wetton is not Chris Squire. Uh, he shoots for the same bass sound, mm-hmm. but and I don't think that he's like some groundbreaking uh, lyric writer. But every once in a while, even a clock is right twice in one day, and sometimes things just line up where it's it works and it happens. And that's how I feel. I'm gonna say that maybe you suffer from a little bit of confirmation bias. Uh, confirmation bias, I guess, isn't the right word, but I think that uh, I think that maybe you're uh, starstruck. You're too much of a Steve Howe guy to be able to see the forest for the trees here. I disagree. Uh, well, I disagree. 
I'm shocked. I just, I'm shocked, and honestly, okay, Seth, We're honestly, forward on this. Honestly, Mark. Seth, I'm a little let down. Mark, you're gonna have to deal when you wake up tomorrow morning and you're thinking about what happened today. I want you to remember that I looked deep in your eyes, called you Cheryl, and let you know this is a good song. Um, John Wetton had previously tried to do a couple of different supergroups. I don't know why John Wetton is the one who's like kind of like the glue for this because <laughs> I, you know, I think he's the least talented in all of these groups of people he put together. And that's not a huge, di- it's not a huge disc. No, it's not. We're dealing with some fucking a plus fucking people. Here. I would agree with what you're saying. He originally was trying to do a, a, br- a, project called British Bulldog with Bill Bruford and Rick Wakeman. Which and Rick Wakeman <laughs> is one of the best keyboardists in fucking modern rock music. In rock music just history. Period, yeah. Ever. And Bill Bruford is up there on drums. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, another King Crimson guy, etc. Yeah. Uh, so that didn't work out. Blah, blah, blah. A bunch of shit happens. They get together and they form this band and then yeah, they yeah. do this song. The guy who's at the forefront is the weakest link in this case, and I'll agree. Speaking of weakest links, let's go ahead and talk about the fact that this was the last song recorded for the album. This has been a common theme um, <laughs> where it's just like we've got a bunch of songs that we really worked hard on and then they're just like. So then we got out some chewed up bubble gum and some fucking uh, super glue and pieced together a a song where everyone's like, "Eh, it'll do. And then it becomes the big hit. Africa. Mm -hmm. And you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Africa. Do you think this is a better song than Africa? I do. You're insane. I will continue to let down. (laughs) This might be the last episode. (laughs) I won't stop. I will not stop. Oh, my God. Um, So, yes, it is written by John Wetton and keyboardist Jeff Downs. Um, yeah. And, uh, was their signature song? This is what John Witten had to say about the lyrics. The lyrics are an abject apology for my dreadful behavior towards a particular woman, which is strange. The woman I would eventually marry, but divorce 10 years later. <laughs> cool. The chorus began its life as a six, eight country song. <laughs> I'll admit it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you should admit so much more than that. But when Jeff and I started writing together, we moved the time signatures around and heat of the moment emerged. No one else particularly got the song and it was the last song to be recorded for the album. This was the case with the next two albums um, that the last song recorded was to be the first single. I think it's because Jeff and I are very, very focused by the end of recording with Don't Cry and Go. I think Jeff made it better. <sighs> okay. I do. Good. Keep going. Keep going, Mark. Let's just keep digging this hole. Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, I think I've just about said everything I want to say before we get into it. Um, the musicianship, I, I have some stuff to say about, you know, I, I always worry about walking this line and I guess I shouldn't, I guess kind of like no nonsense when we did that, I would get very in my own head about like, people don't care about this, but then people would kind of react and say, we just care about, we just like listening to what you have to say Mm. sometimes. There's definitely some stuff going on with the instrumentation where the hi-hats are being played <laughs> during the verses and then stop for the boom, 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 ga, where I feel like the hi-hats either shouldn't be played at all or should be played all the way through. Okay. And that really, really bugs me. This is the arranger in you coming out to 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 let its little head get flicked by the hi-hat. It's just annoying. I, I, it's you either, you know, that's that's so for those who don't know, that's I mean, that's the reason you record with a metronome is so you don't have to go to let everybody know how fast you're going. Everybody records to a metronome. Boom. It's that easy. Now, I mean, I know this is 1980s. I believe they still had like metronomes that everybody could record to. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but it was it, it just 
really, really irks me. And then later on when they go to the cowbell because it's the fucking 1980s. Cowbell shows up in a weird spot. It does. Yeah. Last verse, just I'll, out of I'll nowhere. Say gong, it, it gong, does. Gong. Do, do, do. Gong, gong. It's, it's weird. I, I admit there's things about this song. There are specific lines that I think are absolutely ridiculous. I love this song. Um, I will also mention that um, Steve Howe does play a koto, which is a Japanese plucked half-tube zither instrument and the national instrument of Japan um, that is used during the um, during the song's middle eight, uh, where he doubled the synth line with it. So kind of cool to have a little bit of a different weird instrument. Yeah, I'm glad not, you like something. Not good enough to make this a good song, though, <laughs> at all. Um, I'm sure you have something you want to add before we get into the lyrics. Mark, yeah. I want you to start talking about the lyrics. Damn. I do. Oh, by the way, this music video. Oh. It, listen. Oh, I'll be if the I, first one if I, If someone just fucking fed me baby food mm. for six months and sewed my asshole shut and then just cut those stitches and just let me unleash myself in the middle of a cold main January... The steaming turd that came out of me would be better than this music video. Now, I Damn. will say, I don't know, man. That's... For what it's worth, it suffers from eighties-itis, early eighties-itis. This is remember this song came out in eighty-two. MTV came out in eighty-one, but it's just got these sixteen squares that like keep either making a full picture on your TV screen or they're just being separate things. And it opens with just a globe with the country Asia. <laughs> All right. The country is Asia a country? Oh, I'm sorry. The continent? Yeah, the continent of See, Asia. See, Mark, you're confused. You're confused. That's why you don't this, like it. This, <laughs> like, this song has got me all up in arms. He thought of a lot of bad things to say about this video. I'll say it's bad, but Mark, yeah. video killed the radio star. That's what they were kind of shooting for. Jeff Downs is in the fucking band, man. That's true. So we get our little fucking intro thing. And it's down, so down, great. Down, down, down. Yes. Every time he put it on, Seth made some kind of groan, something like, uh. By the way, I forgot to mention. Um, what are you going to say now, I, I Mark? just have to say this what real quick. What are you going to say now? This is about, hey, hey, uh, what do I do? What or can what, I do? What, hey, hey, what can I do? Um, at the end of the first verse, he gives this gr- And when I was editing, at the end, he's like, huh? And I was like, how did I not? This is the danger of not listening to the songs when we're doing it, is that I, I forget some of this some of this little stuff. So we get that intro, then we get the first verse. I never meant to be so bad to you. One thing I said that I would never do. A look from you and I would fall from grace. And that would wipe the smile right from my face. You right, want to stop there? Yes, let's do it, man. Okay. Let's talk about what let's talk about what you don't like. I don't mind it. I want to hear it. What's what makes it bad? I never meant to be so you get a penitent songwriter right at the very very beginning and how is that bad? Is that what's bad about that? Um <laughs> I mean, the thing that makes it bad, I think, is the second line where she's like, I <laughs> fucked up into the one thing I said I'd never do. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know, you know, they've made a bunch of uh, they've made a bunch of quotes or he has made a bunch of quotes uh, specifically the heat of the moment. It starts off with an apology. You've never heard that in a rock song before either, which is a lie. There's been fucking oh, tons. plenty of fucking apologies and songs. Where I never meant now? to be so bad to you. One thing I said that I would never do. It's not exactly the macho rock stuff, is it? No. Seems like he's he's kind of got a fucking hard on for himself about like 
being macho and being not macho, which trust me, I have no problem with guys not being macho. I can't stand toxic masculinity um, of any kind. So I'm fine with him apologizing. Now, here we go. I think that this human condition could be on the flip side. I think it could come out of a lady just as well, Mark. Okay. I think it could. Those first two lines, if that's what you're expressing about, you know, toxic masculinity. I don't say that you're injecting toxic masculinity into it. I'm just saying that those first two lines, they could very easily be flipped uh, on the opposite side of the, of uh, you know, I don't want to get into it, but the, the other end of the spectrum, the female side, and it would, it, would, it would hit the same way. It would hit the exact same way. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think uh, I, I think you're probably right, but uh, again, it's just maybe it's just that I'm so, um, maybe it's just that I'm so damaged by doing so many songs where guys are like, "Oops, I'm so sorry," but they're not really sorry. Well, uh, and doing okay. shit like that that makes me think uh, that uh, you know. That he's probably not being sincere. I would say that 150 of our episode, 162 <laughs> episodes feature that in some way, shape, or form. But I think you've, I, but that does, I'm not saying it doesn't, that does rear its head later on in the song. From the get-go, I mean, you get, in, in my opinion, it's it's uh, it's penitence. You know, it's uh, one thing that I said that I would never do. You know, he realizes that, I think that's him realizing that he effed up. And a look from you and I would fall from grace. He's showing maybe, a, Mark, would you think a tad bit of vulnerability there? I, I guess. I, you guess? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, think so. I almost think that him saying I never meant to be makes it a little bit more all right. And, I, you know, we don't know much about the whole story. Um, we don't know if this is like come to the point where she has left him. Or if he's just like offering this apology without her like freaking out, we don't really know the uh, level of trespass that he has, uh, you know, that he, that he has uh, committed. We just know that he's, uh, you know, he's saying "whoops," which is part of the beauty. <laughs> and I know I was never going to do that, but uh, but here we are. What did he? I did do? the thing that I said I wasn't going to do. That the was one, so bad. The one thing I said I wasn't going to do. What was that? I did it. I. What did he do? He said he he was so bad to her. It could be anything. Yeah, well, he I mean, he talked shit he, about in laws. He says so bad. He could have cut her brake lines. He could have done. I mean, <laughs> it could have been anything. It's mystery, Mark. Well, I mean, I don't know. I would say so bad. What's the smallest thing that could be so bad? What's the most typical thing in a pop song? Well, no, I mean, I want to. I want to think like when you're like, well, what what did he do? Well, I'm just trying to think. I and I mean, I know this is so subjective, but when you say. Man, I was so bad to you. I don't okay. think that cutting your break. I mean, that's terrible. I, yeah, I'm, I'm so being bad to you. Maybe like yelled at her in front of a group of people. That's see, that's that, that fits. Yeah, that fits. And and it's and that's that's the story of every relationship. I mean, every you know, at some point, I think most relationships, not all, might have had some sort of trespass. Trespass. That when like that please like put that. it up on uh, on on mispronounced it, it please you know it, it, that is a that's a very common tra- and things that we could that that could be applied to any 
relationship. I think the most common thing in a pop song, uh, and this is just fact, Mark, it's cheating. Cheating is the first thing that pops up sure. in pop songs, and that's probably what is applied to right here, especially if you know uh, Mr. Wetton and the situation that he's in. He's in a goddamn huge band that tons and tons, he probably gets tons of looks and adulation from people that, women and men, that probably want to get with him. How's he supposed to say no, you know? I mean, and yeah, that's it's easy. What he's, you go, no. Well, I mean, yes. I, I know what you're saying, Mark, but... You know. This is why you hate that song because you're just <laughs> jumping right to the to the worst. All right, um, and yeah, and then uh, <laughs> look from you and I would fall from grace, boohoo, and that oh. would and that would wipe the smile right right from my face, Mark Davis. Which we're just talking about like it's he makes it sound like the worst thing that it would happen. It was it would wipe the smile from his face, which definitely has like a sound of like, well, don't make me frown. <laughs> It's like, what, how is he making this about him? I don't think he is. I think he is. I don't think he is. That would wipe the smile right from my face. I think it gets to that. I, it does. I mean, but with that right there, I think he's trying to say that, uh, uh, that you control enough of me to take the joy right out of my life with a look. I, I don't think that's... You don't I, think so? I think it's being pretty figurative. I think that, you know, I think this guy knows that he's fucked up, and then he's like... This to me is like a poetic, better written. Don't hurt me because I hurt you. I, I'm so vulnerable to you. And so that's a reason that you should stick around my bad. But like, do you really want to make me? Do you really want to make me cry? Do you really want to make me frown? And it's like, really yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's saying he's boy George. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Do you really want to make me cry? All right. So, so how do you feel about that song? I mean, is that is that manipulative? I don't really know the lyrics, but probably. Okay, it probably is. I mean, really. <laughs> Uh, me, I like it. I like it, Mark. I know. I like it. This Go is going to be the worst episode it. of lyrics. To Hell ever, no, it's not. Because Seth is going to be constantly going. It's it's lyrics to stay for Seth and lyrics to go for me. I've read all of them and they're not, they're not they're not perfect. Let's put it. That then we way. get yeah no. no. Then we get the second verse. Yeah. No. Do you remember when we used to dance? And incidents arose from circumstance. One thing led to another. We were young, and we would scream together songs unsung. It was the heat of the moment. Pumping my arm like telling I'm on the me what jersey. my heart meant. The heat of the moment showed in your eyes. Yes, Mark. There's two times in this song. That the first line of the verse just hits me right, right here. You guys don't see, but I'm pointing towards the cockles. Mm -hmm. It's right, right here that hits me, and that's one of them, man. Which one? That, do you remember when we used to dance? It definitely stands out to me. Love it when and I hear not when the I, best I think line of the song. song it's one of. I definitely think of that line. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we used to dance? Yeah. Yeah. Before you cheated on me. Let's just take all the romance <laughs> out of it, Mark. I mean, Let's just. Well, again, it's like it's it's. It's revisionist history. It's <laughs> he's not Malcolm McLaren, man. He's not, <laughs> or Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. I'm so sorry. It's okay. A bunch of Mal there, the fact that there's two Malcolm Mix is kind of strange. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like I know I fucked up, but let's hold on. Let's look past. Do you remember back in the day? <laughs> it's like yeah, and it's like what the fuck does that have to do with anything? It's it's just trying to make her 
remember better times so she forgets the bad recent times where he fucked up. Is that a bad thing? Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's me. not. If you man, you if you've broken up and you've tried to get back together with the person you can relate, it's romance, Mark. It's romance. Yeah, I don't know. It's romance. And incidents arose from circumstance. It's romance. That is a lazy fucking line where it's just like, do you remember when we used to dance and things happened because things happened? Remember when uh, me and you, we danced all night and then circumstances happened. Yeah. I can because, picture those Because things happened. Mark. Yeah, exactly. Incidents arose from circumstance. Mm-hmm. Things. Is a line that could be completely just negated and nothing would change about the song because it's literally just saying things would happen because things were happening. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's all it is. That's what I think, man. I don't think so. How's your father? One thing led to another. We were young, mm-hmm. which I mean, even when you're old, one that's, thing leads to another. That's circumstance, Just so we're dude, clear. It's nostalgic. And we would scream together songs unsung. Do you think that means uh, humping? I'm... I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Take it at face value and say they were enjoying themselves to some music together romantically. Screaming out the words to a song that they loved. But their songs unsung. All right. So it's not going to. I didn't say it was perfect, Mark. I said I liked it. It's bad. Yeah. I mean. and, and look, listen to me. Here's here's. So this is going to almost seem like it, it spits directly in the face of how much I dislike the song. Go ahead. Even though it's not for me, I could see just the music alone because it's got that like, you know, you were like pumping your fucking fists. I was and I will. And and I think that like it's one of those songs that can just kind of take you away just by the music. And then you hear the lyrics and you're like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. (laughs) I'm already pumping my fists. I got to like these lyrics, too. You don't. It's okay. You don't have to. But I do. It it was the heat of the moment telling me what my heart meant. The heat of the moment showed in your eyes, which, you know, again, talking about a song, talk, you know, the song that's talking about nostalgia and trying to, like, win someone back with nostalgia because you fucked up really bad. And you're saying, I know I fucked up. Oops. I'm such an idiot. It's the one thing I said I wouldn't do. And I did it. But do you remember that we used to dance together? And then saying it was the heat of the moment kind of makes it sound like the only thing, the only reason these things happened is because we were on a roll, baby. <laughs> I don't know if there's really a lot of staying power no. in just talking about the heat of the moment. There's not, Mark. It's about being in love for a very short fucking time, but being in love. <laughs> well, they for, did stay together for 10 years. I mean, yeah, I'm t- in real life, I'm talking about the fictitious people that he's talking about hypothetically in the Here's song. the thing, though. Here's the thing. Wave I don't, your finger at me, I Mark don't Davis. think... I, this, so we're talking about the Hoffman Clause. I think this is him talking about him. It is. Talking to Jill, who would end up being his wife, and he would divorce after 10 years. So that's a long heat. That's some great heat. I'm willing to... To concede that he is, I just think that every once in a while he can throw in fiction, you know, just for the sake of the song. Sure. I, I mean, I, I, all right, we'll come back to that. So then we get third verse. And, and like it's there's just fucking, a, and also there's it, four fucking verses. And they're all this. awesome. And then it's just like a crescendo of good lines that just get better and better at the beginning. Oh, yeah. So good. And now you find yourself in 82. Yes. 
the disco hotspots hold no charm for you. You can concern yourself with bigger things. You catch a pearl and ride the dragon's wing. Wah, wah. <laughs> Sorry. Now All let's right. let's just talk about this can last we, line first. Can, do we have to? Can we get to it and then rip sure. it to shreds? Because I'm going to agree with you on that one. Go nuts, Mark. Yeah, the the it drips with nostalgia. I know that's not always a good thing, but can you remember 1982? No, I can. But well, I, how I can. old are you? Six, I, I'm, seven. I'm going to turn fifty in two months. And in, in, in 1982, I am eight. Okay. Yeah. A little remembrance going yeah, on I've, there. I, I remember, and I, I, I vaguely remember hearing this on the radio. And I remember, you know, I, I come from a time when we were coming out of the disco phase and that, you know, big lapels and what appeared to be the plastic traits of disco were still out there. And they were starting to be looked down upon. So I kind of get this. I can kind of relate to this. If it has to do with my age, I'm sorry, but I do get it. And the disco spots. You know what this these first two lines remind me of, Mark? What's that? Is um, that um, out on the road today I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. Oh, another great line. You know, you don't like that either? Not really. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that, not like this. But it reminds me of Looked that. Looked more when they said black flag sticker. <laughs> so much Because that was so cool. So edgy. The, this right here, it, it, it reeks of that in that both of them involve growing out of a time period. Both of them do. And I like that. I like when, when songwriters are forward thinking and they mature. And that those two lines are definitely a sign of that. And, uh, you know... I just, I don't know, man. Now you find yourself in 82 and what was wonderful and hot for you, what was so great. I will agree that this is the point that we we start to turn where he does kind of make it all about himself. I'll agree with that. Um, and and it's different. But um, but I don't, once again, I don't think these are bad. I think they're they're charming in a way. I will say the first two lines in verse three are not the... You know, I mean, I think they're at, at at worst pretty impotent. I think, you know, whatever. Now, you know, they're again kind of talking, kind of proving that he's mostly talking about himself in that time. Song was written in 1982, came out in 1982. Now you find yourself in 82. Haircut in the video was 82. The disco, for damn sure. the, the music video was 82. Yeah. The disco hotspots hold no charm for you. Okay. Like, you know, it's like the... It's, Speaking of uh, Malcolm McDowell, um, it's got that. Uh, it's got that. Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> yeah, you know, I said Malcolm so many McDowell. Mal I know. I'm like, wow, wow so many. We went right over that. All right, tune yeah. in next week on lyrics to Malcolm's. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, but speaking of Malcolm McDowell, uh, that definitely has. Uh, it definitely has some. Uh, you know, if you've ever read or watched A Clockwork Orange, definitely about growing up and. The stuff that used to get you excited and turn you on and make you like, you know, wanting to go out and be thuggish or, you know, be a problem or whatever doesn't really uh, doesn't do for you what it used to do. Don't look now, but you're relating to the song. Two lines. I'm just saying. Um, you're going to be a full fledged fan by the time you get to the end of this thing. <laughs> you can concern yourself with bigger things. It's growing. Uh, Maturing. You catch a pearl. 
Yeah, I'm gonna bring you back down to fucking earth. All right, you've, you motherfucker. We're here. We're here. We're well, you're at, getting we're, pretty cocky over there. We're, Seth. we're grounded. We're grounded. And with so this I line. need to bring you fucking back and, down. And we're we're down. We're da- actually no. You're right. Let's go. This is the worst fucking line in the song by far. This might be one of the worst lines in lyrics to go history. It's really bad. Uh, without being just like high on creep factor. Now, what do you think it means? And if you think that it's bad, you know, just a little bit, I will say uh, in the Wikipedia article, it does say. Don't. Don't. Yeah. You've already read it. So what do you think it means? Well, it's. I mean, What did you think it means before you read that? I didn't really fucking know. You didn't? No. I knew, and I was right. Well, I mean, dragon's wings might be heroin. <laughs> no, no. I, you're right, yeah, but I knew that it was like, you know, like all of a sudden you woke up to what you did wrong and like everything bad, and I was right, and now you're going to catch my wrath. Okay. That's what it, that's what it is. Yeah, whatever. The line, what, you catch a pearls and ride the dragon's wings was inspired by Roger Dean's artwork for the album. So, so there you don't oh my god i didn't even read that i had no idea oh. about that i had no idea is that what wetton said yes no way yeah no way yes oh man you're why do you gotta ground me like that see that sucks mm-hmm. that come but even my interpretation sucks just as much in that i think he's by saying like you catch a pearl like pearl of wisdom yeah. Like you've you've woken up and you've seen how I can be and now you ride the dragon's wings like I'm the dragon. It's 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 the by far. It it goes way way in the opposite direction at that point. It's completely stupid. I will be the first one to admit. Yeah, Still I mean love the song. it says inspired by but let's let's be honest with each I other. Think that, I think he's what what I'm saying is what I think it is. Um speaking a little bit about the album cover uh Roger Dean, baby. Yeah, Roger Dean, which if you live in Southwest Florida, you may remember Roger Dean Chevrolet. as being Roger Dean Chevrolet. I don't know if there's any relation there, but it would be pretty cool if there was. In the movie, the 40-year-old version, the main character played by Steve Carell, has an Asia poster on his wall, mm-hmm. which helps explain why he's a 40-year-old virgin. Shut up. John Wetton of Asia told us that he's a big fan of the film and loved the scene where Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen accused Carell of being gay because of his poster. Mm-hmm. Just so we're clear, uh, it is the opinion expressed per, uh, expressed opinion of both Seth and I here at Lyrics to Go that being gay or a virgin, neither of those things are a bad thing. Nope. Go on with your bad self. Um, but uh, they thought it was funny in the movie. I probably thought it was funny at the time. Um, wave your Asia album album cover flag high. Yes, yes, absolutely. And whenever you decide to have sex and whoever you decide to have sex with is your business and not fucking mine. I don't give a flying shit. Um, wish you could feel that same way about this song. <laughs> look, I think people should be able to enjoy this song. I'm not like going around firebombing pl- places that played over the jukebox or anything. I mean, bomb my go, emotions, <laughs> go off. I mean, you can blast a song. I just picture you just. <laughs> We blasted in it. Your truck. We blasted it in your living room, and I'm gonna listen to it on the way home. Go for it. Yeah. Go nuts. Um, and then we get uh, another chorus. It was the heat of the moment. Heat of the moment. The heat of the moment showed in your eyes, and then we get this instrumental part. All right. Well. Boom boom. Like the bass. 
I like the bass. There's literally two bass notes. Really it just goes. It's stupid. Bomb, bomb. Like That's it. it. I like it. It's got some cheesy fucking it's keyboard and shit, and it's got that Chris Squire tone to it. And I, I'm trying to I, make guys, it good, Mark. I'm trying I, to make it. I cannot stand. Listen, I'm just gonna say it. Carl Palmer is a very, very, very good drummer. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the drumming in this song. <laughs> From top to bottom, I can't stand the drumming in this song. It's, it's the weakest part music. No. I, 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 it, yeah, maybe it is the weakest part musically in the song. Yeah, it there really is. There's is. like no uh, at no point is there any aside from the hi hats that stop abruptly when he goes. It you know it's it's almost like <laughs> he had to stop playing the high. It's, it's I know he is a great drummer, so I'm not saying this about him. Right, but like whenever people sit down to play drums for the first time, they'll like you know they'll have to stop playing the hi hats when they play their bass drum or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he was going. And then when he had to go boom, 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 top, he had to stop so he could focus on going do, 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 ga, doom, do, doom, ga, where he should have just been doing that hi hat all along. And then in the in the in this break, he goes do, do, dig it, dig it, do, dig it, dig it. And like there's no like ride similar hi hats. It's really fucking ugly. Those two bass notes are awesome. And I don't care what you say. Boom, boom, boom. I like it. Maybe not Jeff Down's greatest moment, but I'm willing to work. Yeah. yeah. And then we get fucking verse four. Just when you thought that maybe it was done. It's fantastic. It's the best line. Mark, go ahead. And when your looks are gone and you're alone, <laughs> how many nights would you sit beside the phone? What were the things you wanted for yourself? Teenage ambitions you remember well. It was the heat of the moment telling me what your heart meant. The heat of the moment showed in your eyes. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and let you wax poetic about this because because we've reached Seth the point. Seth is standing up and looming over me. He's standing, staring down at me, and I'm looking across the top of my glasses down at you. He's just standing at the old Homer. What Simpson. are you, five ten? Maybe five nine. My, my just being. staring down at me on a good day. If I'm not wearing shadow. my Desantis heels. <laughs> <laughs> God, getting to watch him fucking just abandon ship on did his you, fucking presidential. Say, you, have you heard on Kimmel they call him the lizard? Have you heard that? <laughs> not. It's so great because he starts calling him the lizard, and every they show all these videos of. Oh God! Please go back and watch it. Where he, at, at, whenever he says something, he feels self-satisfied and like full of himself. You can see it in his eyes, and his and his his eyebrows go up, and all of a sudden he starts to lick his lips like like a lizard. Incredible! It's so hilarious. Oh all God! Right. I'm so glad Kimmel found that. So you go from the single worst line. Admittedly, it's awful in the song. You catch a pearl and ride the dragon's wings. To, I just find this maybe the best line in the entire song in my opinion i find that first line it's i know that it is um it's 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 condescending i'm i'm well aware that we've reached that we went from the first uh verse in the song which was penitent to all of a sudden he's in, he's just gone over the top condescending you know if it's supposed to be an i'm sorry song it loses it completely in these last two verses and but, goddamn, I just have this picture in my head, and when your looks are gone and you're alone, of 
everybody dies frustrated and sad, and that is beautiful. And I just how dare I, you? That's what I see when I hear that. So that's what I hear when how I hear dare that you? line. No, Mark, that's what I hear. I hear how dare you, somebody's Seth. gotten to 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 that point, and uh, and they're having to look back, which that's what this song is all about. And they're hurting, and I think in a strange way for me, it relates to. You know, you lost something, maybe an opportunity, maybe an innocence, maybe, you know, someone that you loved. And um, he is probably looking at this in a vindictive way. But this is just me. It strikes me differently. I get a picture in my head of someone sitting there hurting and I sympathize. How dare I? How dare you? How dare you bring the MIB Giants, a band who is so poetically perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so altruistic. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about really what's going on here. Okay. And we've seen this in the past and I can't believe you're blinded to it. I'm But you're you've got, you know, those glasses. Are those Steve Howe tinted? Did you go did did your optometrist tint those with Steve Howe? And when your looks are gone and you're alone, how many nights you sit beside the phone? So, I mean, if I'm hearing right, if I'm listening right, he's trying to basically, like, scare her into being with him because she's going to get old and ugly. And so that's why it's like, you know, we've Seth, we've seen this a million times, bud. We have. We have seen this. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look, I'll give this to you. He pretties it up nice and he and he hits the emotional level. He is, you know, he's a good gaslighter, but it's he's still gaslighting. He can pretty it up. But like what he's doing here is, well, I don't even know it's gaslighting, but it's definitely emotional manipulation. There is. He's saying, you know, this is just him gussying up fear mongering like. At the end, it's like she's still saying no, and he's like, "Gotta bring in the big guns." Hey, what are you gonna do when you're old, and you're and and you're all alone? You're just sitting there waiting for somebody. Could have had me, you know. I know I told you I was never gonna hurt you, and I hurt you really bad. Um, and then you wouldn't take me back, and now you're gonna be an old floozy sitting by the phone all by yourself, and you're gonna be thinking, "Why didn't they take John Wetton back?" And I'm gonna be on tour, and I'm gonna be playing a Steinberger bass. With uh, a bunch of has-been musicians, because everybody that was in Asia—how dare you? How dare you? Everybody in hell, everybody you? else in Asia is going to be touring has been with piece piece together members of their uh, their former bands touring with like Yes and all this other stuff. Mark, yeah, have you ever eaten at Outback Steakhouse? Yeah, you have. Okay, have you ever gone there, ordered your steak? Do you ask for a bottle of A one? No. Sometimes people do. Those people are animals. Sometimes they enjoy a one on some their people. Steak. Some people order it well done. Every once in a while, does not we'll mean we'll I both like agree it. that they're both they're freaks. But I mean, but that's <laughs> that's a different thing. But sometimes people like a one uh. on their steaks, Mark. And sometimes you got to pour a one on the relationship to get it back. What were the things you wanted for yourself? A uh, one teenage ambitions you remember well. Yeah. Heat of the moment, telling me where your heart meant, what your heart meant. Um, the heat of the moment showed in your eyes. Well, that was then, and you fucked up. 
I don't know what to tell you. We do know the end of the story. Just says he I'm not going to let you ruin this song for me. I love this goddamn yeah, song. Yeah, the end of the story was he got her back. I'm not going to, you know. Well, um, but then I know, wonder years if this song later, had anything gone. to do with it. Maybe it did. Maybe it did, you know. Maybe it was one of those I want you. Maybe it was turned to the, the right thing, you know. I mean, it, let's face it, Michael Jackson did a better job of saying I want you back. <laughs> but this isn't bad in my opinion. I think that that it's it's it, it in a strange, painful, maybe even bad way, it pulls on heartstrings. Maybe and I, I get where you're you're probably putting forward this case that it's manipulative. I and I can see where you can get that. I completely do. But oh, it, I get it from it is. Well, I get that, and I I mean I'm not saying that I'm blind to it, Mark. Dude, listen. I mean, just I like that I like could... songs that definitely have nefarious. I mean, look, I, there are songs we've done on here where we're like, this song has a creep factor of nine point three. Right. I'm gonna put it on as soon as we're done. <laughs> so I mean, like, look, lo- love it all you want, and I'm and and to be honest with you, I don't dislike the song because of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I don't. Oh, you don't like? I don't like the song because of the music. All right, so the music is the very, very bad. The lyrics. You think it's are bad? I do. When you hear that, bow, 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 you, you don't. You're not moved by that at all. No. All right. That, by the way, uh, was uh, J- Gibson Les Paul Howe. Jr. playing the rhythm guitar power chords in the verses seven times, each through a different amplifier, to get the grungy sound he wanted. Awesome. Ooh, um, I, I like it. That's fine. I like it. It's good. It the song, me... the lyrics of the song were written in a fucking afternoon. This is, this is, Doesn't this is me? garbage. The song is it's, bad. It's, it's nostalgic. It's, it, it, it the po- song was written in an afternoon poured, and it sounds like it. Uh, you know, a very complicated situation into few words that move some people and it's a fantastic song. And um, we're not going to come away from this with uh, any opinions that are wrong. I'm willing to say that if you think it's bad, Mark, you're right. Mm. I mean, it's one man's opinion. Look, again, I mean, uh, you're one man and I'm one man. And that's what makes this a, a one, good podcast. A1. Right? A1. Yeah. This I, is, I, I do have to say. Um, some people, look, some people eat well done steak with ketchup. So, they're fucked up, dude. That's well. That's I mean, Donald Trump. I'm just gonna say. So uh, let me let, let's do this before we get to the end, okay? So at this point in the song, is what a lot of people out there, if you know and you like and you pay attention to guitar solos, would say is one of the worst guitar solos that Steve Howe ever did. And I've heard, I've even heard other people that I know say that this is one of the worst guitar solos that Steve Howe ever did, and I disagree i know you're gonna think i'm insane mark to me this sounds like i know this is gonna sound crazy i draw comparisons well just stop before you do what you're gonna do go, go ahead let me just say i think the guitar play, solo is fine oh you do i think it's i think it's i think it's fine okay I, I, i'm worried people say it's i'm terrible. worried you're gonna make some fucking statement like it's better than any yes solo or something so oh god no. i just want to okay i just wanted oh, to get no, ahead no, of it no, no, and no, no, say no. i think it's i think it's fine if it's you're gonna not, if you're trying to stop me from great. putting my foot in my mouth no it's a little cock rocky it's no, a, it's, it's a little not. hairy no do you want to know what this is what this is the equivalent of a greg ginn black flag guitar solo it's all over the place it's weird it's discordant at times it's strange i'll be honest i like it the 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 thing about the guitar solo is i'm so thrown off by how much i hate the drumming and listen i know i'm a drummer 
But I, I swear to God, I don't always, I don't often focus on drumming in a song unless the drummer is doing something that like either blows me away or irks me really bad. And this drumming fucking irks me. I think you're sensitive. It just irks me. You're sensitive. Well, look. To drumming. I like. Not to the yes, words of an look, emotional I human like, being trying to pour his soul out. I like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And how. I like his drumming on all that stuff. And 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 how. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I not in this song. I do not like what he's doing. His drum set's even ugly in the music video. God. So we can... Uh, I hope there are other people out there that feel the same way that I do about this song. If everyone hates it, great. I don't care. Still like it. Mark, there has never been a more disparate song in our 161 episodes than what we just experienced, I think. Do you think this is the worst? This is the complete opposite opinions? It might be. More than any other. More than just Well, I mean, the other one that comes to mind immediately is Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah, I don't like that, and you love it. And I love it. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't dislike that on the level that you hate this. Yeah. I don't. I think this is worse. I think. Yeah. I think that's true. And I mean, truth be told, I mean, the lyrics irk me more for its uh, emotional manipulation than it does for the the badness of them, though I don't think they're very good lyrics at all. But the music is just if you've never heard the song, you should put it on. I mean, I get, you know, it's just, yeah. Uh, Creep Factor. Okay. So this is a good one because it is there even as much as I like a bad one. (laughs) No, this is a good one because it's there and I will respect the fact that there are questionable lines in this song, especially that dragon wing bullshit that that's the worst (laughs) thing ever. Um, it's it's got elements to it that yes definitely are i recognize that that last line is just pure man, the last verse is pure manipulation in order to get the object of his affection or of the object of his gaslighting mark would say back to him to where he can probably control her again i'm willing to admit all those things don't forget when he did that in the second verse too with the, do you that, remember when we used to dance that's Not true just the last yeah verse. and uh, yes i'm willing to say that what i am saying okay. is that in the context of the song you don't get an answer back you will say that's a bad thing no agency to the lady and i get that i get that as well I, what I'm I knew saying, I knew a Seth once that would say that too once upon a time <laughs> what I'm saying if you find that Seth let me know huh <laughs> he'll be driving up Palm Pine Island Road stopping at Farmer Joe's in a few minutes humming a couple of bars um listen do 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 we don't know what happens to the lady. We don't know. I mean, we do know in real life that yeah. uh, he does get back with her. I, I, we don't know if she's how damaged she is from all of this. We don't know to the links that it's gone. Uh, n- there is no physical harm that this woman, I believe, is going to be under. Uh, Mark would say it's auditory harm. I disagree. I'm going to give this because I recognize that there are manipulative moments i'm gonna heat of the manipulative moments i'm gonna give you i'm gonna gonna do this to i'm gonna do this for you i'm gonna gonna give you a gift don't do anything for me i'm I'm doing i want you to give i want you to but i don't want you to do it for me i want you to do what's right in your heart what's the creep factor of this song how how are you willing what are you willing to do i want this from your heart seth 3.2 okay i'll give this a five even okay oh oh 
that's almost common ground to tread on, Mark. I, look, I don't think that this is the most, um, uh, you know, he's definitely. No, I thought you were going six or No, higher. no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it definitely gets. A, it, it, look, do you remember when we used to dance? It's definitely emotional manipulation, but it's le- at least it's based on the the their past. A shared past, yeah. And it, yeah, and like something that she, you know, she's like, yes, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. And she can she can take it from there, mm-hmm. but the uh, the the part at the end is pretty inexcusable. That bumps it up when yeah, he's I, like, "Oh, you're gonna be so old, God, who's gonna want to fuck you, you I, old hag? I, I you're gonna it. be waiting by a fucking phone." I get it. I mean, come on. I get it. So I mean, that, now there's no physical violence. There's none. You know, I, that's really the only worst thing he does, and it is pretty bad. So it bumps up to a five. If that line wasn't there and it was just the humor we used to dance, it would probably be like a two or three. But it it bumps it up a little bit. So I'll give it an even five. Are we ever gonna agree again? Plus, Mark? this guy is a wuss. Yeah think we'll agree next week just do not do not tell me and just do me a favor we're gonna say it right now just don't say anything bad about steve howe anymore mark no 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 Uh, listen i love steve howe i mean i love yes it's just but uh i mean but his guitar playing on this song is not doesn't blow me away it's great you listen around about and it's like okay this christ this is steve we're gonna listen to and you and i when this is over and it's gonna and we're gonna love that i'm gonna take a nap when we're done and we're gonna listen to that song as you go to sleep I'm going to stare in into your eyes, room. Cheryl. Seth's standing over me like he has this whole episode. I swear, he's been standing up just scowling down at me. <laughs> I felt... <laughs> I'm ordering an angel shot. Heat of my I breath. Should not, I, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, hey, angel you know what? <laughs> we're going to keep going, buddy. What are we doing? Next week, we're going to do America. Horse with no name. Uh, well, you know what? All right. Okay, we, so. we, we joked around talking about doing the uh, continental tour. <laughs> So fu- I was looking at the lyrics for that, and some of them are just so fucking downright laughably bad. Um, and there's even been some uh, some critique of the lyrics from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go on with that. I don't think this is going to be as perpendicular. No, no. We'll no, both yeah, hate, I, hate yeah, on this yeah, one. Yeah, I Though I do like think. the song. Uh, I, well... Maybe not as perpendicular. I mean, parallel as we thought. You know, but but anyway, I like the song. Okay, but the lyrics are fucking some yeah, dark trash. There is. Uh, anything you want to say before we end? No, this was fucking fun. I don't care what, what you say. I loved this. No, no, no. I I, loved it was a good this. time. I was waiting for one like this. I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. As much as we sat here and shit on each other's opinions, I don't care. It was great. It was good. It was very, very good. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for listening. Please uh, feel free to send in some more song ideas. Um, Lyrics to go pod at gmail.com is where you can send those. Whether you sent a million or you sent no uh, past ideas. Or if you know Seth or I, you can give us ideas live and in person um, when we're around. Uh, And thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate it and we do appreciate you uh our next episode will be on the uh first day of february so that is fucking bewildering um so uh you know you can bring in uh february with uh a lyrics to go episode talking about america's horse with no name make sure you go and listen to that and now you find yourself in 82 (laughs) love it I hate it. (laughs) I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your Monday, and we will be back next Monday with another episode of Lyrics to Go.
Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics2gopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week.